Tonight, it's a new year and a new decade, but the news rolls on in this comic-filled edition of Multiverse Tonight. Comic books, sci-fi, fantasy, and more. If you're looking for a roundup of geeky news, you're in the right place. This is Multiverse Tonight. And here's your host, Thomas Townley. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the first episode for 2020. Yeah, let's have a little old Lang Syne here. Hey, I, I bothered to I bothered to download this, so I might as well use it. Uh, well, you know, as I said, welcome to 2020. It's uh, nice to have you here. So, how was 2019 for you? you know, did you read anything good? Did you watch any good TVs or movies? Are you ready for this year? Me? Personally, I'm at, I'm at a point in my life where just everything just runs together. You know, years, months, days. It's uh, only when you look at the big picture do you see how much it all changed. You know, now I know a lot of podcasts do retrospectives of, uh, and, and stuff like that. This, at this time of year, but it's not me. Let's go forward with the news. Let's turn off the Marine Corps band here. But, uh, you know, I, I'm looking forward to 2020. You know, I just put out my application for uh, Smallville this uh, later this year, so uh, I'll be there. I'll be at Planet Comic Con and, uh, you know, who knows where I'll go to this year or where, where I'll end up. You know, we don't know the future. We can't tell the future. You know, we should only look at the past. We should remain right here in the present. But, anyway, uh, let's get on with some comic book news. Now, starting off with the uh, news out of DC Comics, you know, Watchmen. You know, it was a pretty great show. You know, it, it held my attention. You know, what can I say? But, you know, something that we never did get in the show was a cameo with President Robert Redford. The actor became president in the Watchmen universe after Nixon. Apparently, showrunner Damon Lindelof did leave the door open for a cameo, but it just wasn't to be. Lindelof told Collider, quote, we wrote Robert Redford a letter, a letter describing our intention with his usage in the show and also what our general sense of what Watchmen was to us and an incredibly high esteem in which we held, in which you hold him both as an actor and a purveyor of the arts and also as a prominent progressive liberal who shares many of the same ideologies with a number of us behind the scenes. And we left the door open in that letter should we, he choose to respond to it that we would invite him to come and play on the show if he were game. You know, he's a very busy man, and he has yet to respond to the letter, but hopefully one day we will cross paths, and that door will always be open, unquote. Unfortunately, 
right now there are no plans currently for the for a second season so you know maybe maybe if uh robert says yes maybe i'll spur them to make a second season of course personally i think the show stands well on its own as a one one season play well speaking of shows that won't get another season is uh well lucifer however congratulations to the show are in order as the show has been named number one on tv times most streaming series list the list is based upon global data from the app's users and it beat out stranger things 13 reasons why the handmaid's tale the umbrella academy black mirror and a ton bunch more lucifer's final season is currently in production Todd Phillips, director of the mega-hit Joker, wants you to keep an open mind when it comes to the origins of the Joker. Quote, There's many ways to look at the movie. He might not be Joker. This is just a version of a Joker origin. It's just the version this guy is telling in this room at a mental institution. I don't know that he's the most reliable narrator in the world. You know what I'm saying? Unquote. Now, Phillips has said that in Joker's Vision and Fury, one of the uh, featurettes on the home video release, in other words, there's no defined Joker backstory. It's whatever the Joker feels like it, like it is. Now, uh, Mark Hamill is also thankful this season. Sure, not for the Rise of Skywalker and the end of the Skywalker saga, but for the role that's just as famous. Mark took to Twitter and tweeted out a few Joker-centric images with the tweet, quote, I can't tell you how much one single role has meant to me. Because of him, people recognized a gleeful psycho within. Because of him, a new career of megalomaniacal villainy opened up, and I was able to frighten young children. I will be grateful for that forever. Hashtag being the Joker, unquote. To some, he will always be Luke Skywalker, but to others, he will forever be the Joker. DC's Jeff Johns is teasing some Green Lantern news that, that is coming in the near future. Speaking with Newsarama, he said, quote, It's a really exciting year to have Doomsday Clock finished up. I'm doing more comics, Stargirl's trailer's out, Wonder Woman's is on the way, and a lot of work with Green Lantern outside comics that hopefully you'll hear about soon." Unquote. So, what could this Green Lantern project be? A Green Lantern core movie? Green Lantern the series on HBO Max? Perhaps? Whatever it is, remember, no animated suits, just green. The only thing that should be animated are the Rings creations. Got that? Black Panther star Michael B. Jordan was asked by MTV News if there was any truth to the rumors of him playing Superman in the future. The actor responded, quote, I've been rumored to play Morpheus to Superman to Power Rangers and everything in between, so it's like I'm kind of used to the rumors I'm playing something. But anything that I do dive into has to be done the right way. It has to be full of authenticity, unquote. Now, Michael is a big fan of comics, and Freddy has reported that he doesn't want to commit to playing Superman when he has so many other projects on his plate. So I guess, you know, 
We'll just have to wait and see. In a tweet this past Saturday, David Ayers confirmed that Suicide Squad would have had more of a connection to Justice League with an original plot element involving in, if an original plot element involving Enchantress had stayed in. It was supposed to be a boom tube that she has she was under control of a mother box. Quote, All of the apocalypse sick elements were stripped out late in the game. The machine concept was an attempt to create a ticking clock and world threat. Unquote. Hmm. Now, do you think they should have kept the boom tube in instead of that huge, you know, machine that she was building that we had no concept of, of what this machine was going to do? You know, maybe the boom tube would have would have kind of solidified the plot a little more. Or maybe it wouldn't have done anything. Who knows? I uh, really don't know how to feel about this next story. Uh, let's just barrel on ahead. Okay, you may have figured out that in the past few episodes, I don't really care for Robert Pattinson. He just doesn't work for me as an actor, and his casting as Batman in Matt Reeves' The Batman is... <sighs> well, Mr. Pattinson recently did an interview with The Guardian, where he revealed how sick he was of questions about the movie, and that he just wanted to get down to filming already, saying, quote, I'm already remembering what, it, what it's like to talk about a movie where there's an expectation. Whenever you say anything, people are like, Argh, you idiot. Like, dude, I haven't even started yet, unquote. Now, when the interviewer pointed out that the having this role is a lot to live up to, Pattinson said, quote, But there is no harsher critic of myself than myself, so I don't need to worry about anyone else, unquote. Now, when asked if he might do uh, what he might do if the movie totally bombs, he giggled and shot back, quote, porn, but art house porn, unquote. Now, I'm conflicted. I don't know if I'd rather see him do porn or not. You know, he might be a terrible porn actor as well. Anyway, uh, DC has announced that Superman issue number 19 the first since Superman revealed to the world his secret identity, will be pushed back a couple of weeks from January 8th to the 22nd. Issues 20 and 21, however, are still on schedule. The New York Times best-selling authors Shannon and Dean Hale are writing a new graphic novel for young readers. Diana, Princess of the Amazons, will look at the pre-Wonder Woman life as as of Diana as a young girl on an island with no children. Uh, Themyscira, after all, uh, never had any children on it, just strong warriors. The book has artwork by Victoria Yang, who's a veteran of animation and making her debut for D and will be making her debut for DC Comics. Shannon has always been a fan of Wonder Woman growing up with the character and uh, even has driven a minivan with the Wonder Woman logo on the hood. Now, Newsarama asked the couple when they chose to do a story about her as a child, or why they chose to do a story about her as a child, and Shannon replied, quote, We were fascinated with the idea of growing up as the only kid in your entire world, and that's just not, that's just not something we'd seen explored very deeply with Wonder Woman. Yes, she's an Amazon, 
and she's incredibly strong and has a sense of justice and is one of the most powerful superheroes and we've seen her relationship with her sisters on Temescria. But what was it like before that? What did it feel like to be the only kid? Given that we were writing these books for younger readers, I thought that was something kids would really be, be really fascinated with. Imagine being the only kid in your entire world and then imagine that everyone else is an immortal, perfect warrior. How do you find your place there? That's where we begin." Unquote. Diana, Princess of the Amazons, comes out on January 7th. Now, let's uh, look at some Marvel news. Ryan Reynolds, appearing on Live with Kelly and Ryan, confirmed that they are currently working on Deadpool 3. He told the host, quote, Yeah, we're working on it right now with the whole team. We're over at Marvel Studios now, which is like the big leagues all of a sudden. It's kind of crazy, so yeah, we're working on it. Unquote. So, I'm guessing same Deadpool with access to the MCU? Maybe? I guess we can always hope. Kevin Feige is backing off the idea that Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness is a horror movie, telling the New York Film Academy that, quote, I wouldn't necessarily say that's a horror movie, a horror film, but I'll be a bit, it'll be a big MCU film with scary sequences in it, unquote. Now, he also confirmed that some of the new, that some new characters will also be debuting in the movie as well, unquote. The next Doctor Strange film, for instance, features some new MCU characters which will be making their debut in that movie. You won't expect and won't guess who it is, but we found a cool way to make it work because we want to make a particular type of movie there and there was a character who we always wanted to do something with who we who will fit re really well there." Unquote. So, who it will be is still a mystery. Now, at the same event, Feige also uh, was asked how Marvel determines which characters will make the jump from the comic book page to the big screen, and his answer was contained contained a little bit of news. Quote, Sometimes you're choosing the title hero. You're choosing which main character or main team you want to bring to the screen. And oftentimes, as you're making into making and developing the movie, you ask, who will come into, into it? Who will fit into it? Like Shang-Chi, we've wanted to make that movie for a long time. We want to make a movie with a 98% Asian cast. And then you talk about, as you develop the movie, what other heroes can you bring into it if you need them. And in the case of Black Panther in Captain America Civil War, it was the greatest thing that had ever happened. Shang-Chi and The Legend of the Ten Rings will star Simu Li, Liu, Aquafina, and Tony Chung-Wao Ling, and will lead off Marvel Studios' offerings in 2021. Marvel's What If series will have a longer season than any other Disney Plus Marvel show. WandaVision, The Falcon, The Winter Soldier, and, uh, and uh, all those all have six-episode seasons. But in a new interview with BuzzFeed Brazil, Kevin Feige revealed that What If will have a ten-episode first season. Quote, I'm very happy that we're doing the What If series, for Disney Plus right now, and I've seen most of them. We have 10 for season one, 
and we're already working on the next 10 for season two, he said. We've revealed one that is very exciting. We've talked about it for years, which is the one where Peggy Carter gets the super soldier serum and becomes Captain Carter. That's the very first episode, and I'm excited for people to see that. I'm excited to see the finished version of, of that, and I'm excited to see to I'm excited for the world to see it. What if is based on a comic series that we've loved for years, where they take a storyline, you know, and change one element and see how things could have could get different. So the 23 films of the MCU that you know are going to showcase one little difference in each episode and see how things change, unquote. The show will be narrated by Jeffrey Wright as The Watcher and feature an all-star cast from the Marvel movies, but prepare, be prepared to wait. We're still about 18 months away as it will premiere in the summer of 21. James Cameron does what James Cameron does. And he seems to be certain that his Avatar sequels will break the current all-time global box office record set by Avengers Endgame. He told USA Today that, quote, I think it's a certainty, but let's give Endgame their moment and let's celebrate that people are going to the movie theater. I don't want to sound snarky after I took the high road by offering congratulations, but they beat us by one quarter of a percent. I did the math in my head while driving to work this morning. I think accountants call this call that a rounding error. Unquote. So let's ourselves take a look at this math. Avengers Endgame made two billion seven hundred ninety-seven million eight hundred thousand five hundred and sixty-four dollars globally, being out Avatar's two million twenty-nine million two billion twenty-nine million four hundred fifty thousand nine hundred ninety-two dollars. Now that's a difference of seven hundred and sixty-eight million. $349,572. Uh, James, that's more than a rounding error. That's uh, nearly a billion nearly a billion dollars. Avatar 2 is coming on December 7th of 2021. So I guess he'll have plenty of time to, you know, hype us up for that. Now, let's uh, go on with some geek news. Valiant Entertainment is getting back in the video game biz. This time, the company is joining forces with Blowfish Studios to do games based on Bloodshot and Ninjak. Now, the last time there were video games uh, based on Valiant characters was back in the mid-90s when the company was owned by Acclaim Entertainment. Valiant is hoping for a bit of a renaissance next year. They have a movie based on Bloodshot starring Vin Diesel that's set to open on February 21st. They also are working on a Harbinger movie and a TV series based on uh, the comic book series Quantum and Woody. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, go go uh, to Comixology or comic book store, you know, buy some Valiant comics and uh, get caught up on what those characters are. I barely remember them myself. So, uh, I guess we'll. I guess we gotta get on that. Facebook and the Pokemon Company are launching two Pokemon games on fa the Facebook gaming platform. Pokemon Tower Battle is available worldwide right now, and has players uh, putting Pokemon stacking Pokemon 
to create towers, kind of like Jenga. Uh, the other uh, Pokemon Medallion Battle is a digital card-based strategy game, but right now is only available in the Asia-Pacific region. Yeah, so uh, I guess we gotta collect all the Pokemon games. Now let's uh, take a look forward to this this year in comic book movies. Uh, and we're going to have to wait until February 7th for Birds of Prey and the Fantabulous Emancipation of one Harley Quinn. Uh, as I said, Bloodshot will be out on March 13th. The New Mutants, which should have a new trailer any day now, uh, will be out on April 3rd. Black Widow comes out on May 1st. Wonder Woman 1984 on June the 5th. Uh, July 31st, we'll see uh, Morbius. October 16th, we'll see G.I. Joe Snake Eyes. And November 6th, we'll see, see The Eternals. Have you seen uh, Kamel Nanjiani's uh, physique that he's built up for that movie? Man, he's jacked. Anyway, we got some sad news to close out the show. Uh, comic creator Gary Allen Guilin has passed away. Alan Guilin is best known as the inker on titles for uh, titles like Wetworks, X-Men, Superman Birthright, Wolverine, and Fantastic Four, usually alongside penciler Lionel Francis Yu. He also has uh, created several books of his own, Johnny Balbona, Humanus Rex, Elmer, Timawa, and Where Bold, Where Bold Stars Go to Die in his native Philippines. Marvel editor-in-chief C.B. Sibolsky tweeted about him saying, quote, Another wonderful person taking from, taken from us too soon, an amazingly talented writer and inker, me mentor to young artists, and advocate for global comics, the comics world, and the Filipino art community, lost a friend and a hero today, unquote. Now, the cause of his death has not been disclosed. Gary Allen Guiglin was only 54 years old. That, unfortunately, will bring us to the end of the comic book news for this uh, episode. Now, be sure to check us out on our social media. We're at Twitter, at Multiverse Tom. We're also on Facebook and Instagram as well. And uh, if you'd like to contribute to uh, get us to more Comic-Cons this year, please visit mtpodcast.com to go to our uh, coffee or patreon as well and be sure to visit multiversetonight.com to check out the affiliate marketplace links as a link to the t public store and our show notes and so much more yeah the occasional column now if you're a subscriber please be sure to share it with friends and if this is your first episode to the show welcome congratulations now be sure to subscribe now and if you want to go over to a podcast you know thing and leave us with some feedback let us know how we're doing you know i really don't get a lot of feedback but you know i like to think that you're there you know listening special thanks to shane ivers for our intro music and lobo loco for the outro theme music thanks for watching the comic book edition of multiverse tonight now we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new sci-fi edition. Now, please, exit the universe in an orderly fashion. Good night. Multiverse Tonight is a production of Half-Big Genre Productions. 
copyright 2020. All rights reserved.